we've got just the last couple of weeks in here for your opportunity metrics needs. Now, when you jump to the efficiency tab, this is where we're looking at putting some context on player production. You know, how good are these guys? You know, you've got your clean pocket stats for quarterbacks, your pressure stats. You've got some elusiveness and power stats for running backs. You know, you've got some target quality metrics down here for wide receivers. I encourage you to check all this stuff out. We've got tool tips on every single stat so that you can learn what they are. Maybe learn a little bit about football in the process. We'll break down some of these things in a little bit more detail in future tutorial videos on Redo Academy. But just for now, we're giving you a quick overview of what we've got here in Gridiron IQ. The production tab, some of your basic counting stats. And we've even got some advanced stats from Sports Info Solution on you know, zone blocking, gap blocking, things that you don't see everywhere. You know, how do these players produce in these situations? For wide receivers, we've got verse man coverage and verse zone coverage. Again, stuff you're just not going to find around every corner. Talking about explosive plays for everybody. And finally, playerprofiler.com has helped us out with some stats for expected stats, comparing what they've actually scored in fantasy points to what they should have maybe scored based on their opportunity and situation. We love that. And overall, we think there's some great things that you can find here in the production tab. Now, if we're talking about the right-hand side of the screen, we're talking about team-level stats. The overview tab is where you're going to land, and that's going to give you your basic fantasy points per game for the season in the last four weeks, and your Football Outsiders DVOA stats, which you know and love uh, from their website. You know They've got some great, great information that, leads to, that tells us descriptively who has done really well on offense and defense in the past, as well as their adjusted line yards and adjusted sack rate metrics, which tell us about uh, run blocking, run defense, and then their pass rush and the ability to avoid the pass rush when we're talking about the offensive line. Overall, some great stats from great data providers. Our identity tab tells us about the offensive and defensive identity for each team. We line them up on both sides with the tooltips so you can understand what each stat is. Uh, I love these formational stats. You know, how often does a team run three wides plus? How often do they run two tight ends plus? What's the situation neutral pace? What's the pace leading and trailing? We've got all this stuff side by side with offense and defense for you to break down the matchups in short order. We've done the same with some passing statistics and some rushing statistics so you can dive a little bit deeper into the matchups there. And then finally, if you are someone who likes to get out there and make some bets, We've got your basic Vegas line information, which of course can help you break down a game for DFS, but also these player prop stats where we compare our projected values and the Roto-Grinder stock projections to what's out there on the sharp side uh, betting market. And we're giving you a rating from 0 to 100 as to whether or not our projections make this line a good one to bet the over or the under. And we'll share that uh, with the side information right here. So yeah, we love the prop bets tool. Hopefully you'll find some value in this in your weekly prop bet research. Folks, that's going to do it for this tutorial video on Gridiron IQ. We'll have a lot more coming in Roto Academy so we can help you understand some better ways to research NFL DFS, including ways to do it with Gridiron IQ. Best of luck in all of your NFL DFS contests and your sports bets. For RotoRunners.com, I am Chris Germino. We will be back again very soon with more great tutorial videos on Gridiron IQ.
All right, guys, I spent all off-season long on fantasy Twitter, reading the hype pieces, slurping up the Kool-Aid, and yet here we are, three weeks into the season, and it's time to pour one out for the homies. And by homies, I mean those players, in those teams, in those narratives that just aren't going to pan out. Let's crack open a 40 and pay our respects. The Cleveland Browns. Remember when the Browns were going to the Super Bowl? Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Now they're drawing up draw plays on fourth and nine. Brown does not like that ball. And getting blown out at home by the Titans. If there is a God, Daniel Jones will go to his next presser and say, can't believe the Browns drafted Baker Mayfield. Sorry, Brownies. Speaking of Daniel Dimes, pour one out for the Daniel Jones suck chorus that echoed throughout the fantasy sphere all off-season long. He sucks. Come on, guys. The dude looks like Eli Manning. He plays like Josh Allen, and he's got a nickname like Broadway Joe. What's there not to like? Time to pour one out for the haters. Cliff Kingsbury in the air raid. Remember when Cliff was going to be the second coming of Chip Kelly slash Jesus Christ? And yet all this guy does is drop two and a half yard crossing patterns and kick field goals. Someone do that meme with Cliff Kingsbury holding Kyler Murray's hand but looking over his shoulder checking out Zane Gonzalez. Fine, I'll do it. Come on, Cliff. The Miami Dolphins. Let's pour one out for the Miami Dolphins. Remember when they were going to be... Okay, no one ever thought the Dolphins were going to be great, but we can pour one out for them regardless. Darrell Henderson, Justice Hill, and Darwin Thompson. The buzziest of buzzy running back sleepers. The three of them combined through three games have 17 touches. Do you know what we call 17 touches? We call that an opening drive for Marlon Mack. Pour one out for Darwin, Darrell, and Justice. They said Lamar Jackson can't pass. Jackson flings it downfield. Look up. He's got it. I think we're going to have to empty the whole thing for that one. Are you still here? Move along. All right, guys.
What's going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean 7904. If you want to get all technical on me, it is 501 on the East Coast, 201 on the West Coast, 401 Tennessee time, which of course, that means it's time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Yahoo. It was supposed to be a two man booth, an intimate show. Myself and the Go to Goats, Nate Potts. Cheese is good. He's a lot of things. He's not a jabroni. Uh, Dave, welcome to the flagship, first of all. And we'll talk about the imposter in a second. Hi, Dean. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. Yeah, this is exciting. Uh, um, everything's exciting, but uh, yeah. baseball is winding down. This is the last probably really good slate, and and here we are. Yeah, yeah. I was excited, and my 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 uh, my levels. I'm, I'm up and down. I'm roller coastering because we have we have a by God, that's Big T's music. He's gonna turn heel on us for sure. He found out that uh, you know his alleged best friend or former best friends. I'm not really sure what's going on in your lives these days. If you guys are still uh, Facebook uh, Facebooking or anything, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you guys when you're best friends, you're best friends forever, Dean. I mean, we, we haven't just quit on each other. I don't think you know what the second F stands for. <laughs> EFF. I mean, you guys I, have I like the charm bracelet. This opportunity. Show me that like your your charm bracelet, where each of you guys have half of it. And you're wearing it around your neck. Is that something you guys yeah, we have? We can't show you where it's located. It's the problem. <laughs> What's up, Tony? Welcome to the show. This is going to be a lot of fun. I haven't done a show with cheese all year. I mean, I don't, I don't know why. I've been looking forward to this moment. I missed the song. I wanted to come in on the song, but it was. It, I don't remember what I was doing that day. But I can't, I can't go a whole season without a show with, with my man. If you, uh, if you go on the RG uh, t- the Twitter page, you can see some of the highlights of Dave's. Uh, he was basically singing his picks that day. Now that was good times for sure. That was a lot of fun. And, and Dave, I heard it he- wasn't as good as the song to Nelly Cruz song and the other song he sang to us. Eh, that's like so that was a classic yeah <laughs> it's still out there somewhere on the interwebs oh i have it it's saved on my computer somewhere did you guys want to discuss john gray for the hour or what do you guys want to talk about don't be trying to get some tension going between us that doesn't work <laughs> these days i'm trying i'm gonna do my best to, to start things doing up. that well, you know i gotta take my shots and like because it's gonna be it's this is a two-for-one deal and i got a puncher's chance and I, that was the best haymaker i got now i'm i'm done <laughs> this, is, this is not going to go well for me uh dave obviously last week of the season you know we were talking pre-show this this is probably the best slate we're going to have uh, a slew of good arms uh just a ridiculous amount of good arms most of them ha- actually have a real incentive to actually pitch well and throw ba- you know enough baseballs to make them worth worth rostering and then there's a bunch of guys that as far as hitters that we don't really know uh apparently we just saw anthony k got scratched we're gonna see a lot of dudes getting scratched i suppose uh let's just get an overall screenshot as, as far as this slate how are we digging in because i think we both like this one yeah i mean it, generally the last week of baseball is is just nonsense and hardly worth playing just a little bit here and there but this is this is like a real slate um and like you said probably the best part about it is the good pitchers for the most part are in meaningful games so we don't really have to worry about the you know three innings and they pull them um there's less bullpen games than usual um like most of the rest of the week we're going to see a lot of bullpen games whereas today we have you know toronto um you know the white Sox kind of ish um, yankees yankees but there's a lot of good pitchers in meaningful games and i like it uh the offense is just spread out enough that you can be a little different but it's also focused enough that you don't have to just try to play everybody i mean there's still some clear best spots but there's just enough of them that not everyone's gonna be playing the same thing looks like uh thomas pannoni is gonna draw the start there for toronto and i would imagine he go like an inning or two or something like that and the rest is gonna be a bullpen game and we saw last night that was what 16 innings 15 innings or something like that and 
you know, there's so many arms in the pen these days. The 40-man roster, Baltimore had, what, 14 guys? I think 10 of those 14 through baseballs. And I'm sure there's just as many dudes on the other side as far as Toronto. But once again, uh, bullpen game for, uh, for the Toronto side. Big T, what's your take as far as this, like, uh, overview? What, what, what are we doing here? What, give, give me the screenshot. Yeah, I think it's the the last uh, good slate till the playoffs. I, I love the playoff slates, but like you guys kind of said, all the good pitchers go tonight or a ton of the good pitchers, and a lot of them have to win. So I think it's going to be a pretty interesting slate, actually. I mean, there's six or seven elite pitchers that you can use that should go normal workload or qu- close to normal lo- workload for this late in the year, and they're all in good spots. So I think we could see a monster pitching night, and one of the things me and Dean have agreed on at times is going with two pitchers. I think we might be able to pull that off tonight. There's a bunch of cheaper bats, too, that are out there. Dave, is that is that your MO as well as far as just going double barrel when you, when you can make it work? Um, definitely if we're talking cash games, yes. Tournament's um, not so much. And, if, and you're not, not necessarily these days. Right. Um, I am not anymore. Um, yeah. But it's definitely a you need two good pitchers in cash games. There's – there's still a couple guys I kind of like on the lower end, um, but there's also enough cheap bats that I do think that the top build is going to be two good pitchers. I think so too. And I think there's a pretty big opportunity cost because two of these guys are going to have a big game. Like, you know, one of them might falter for sure, but we'll kind of run them down, you know, Cole, Clevenger, Scherzer, uh, Erod in Texas, Flaherty's been awesome. Uh, even Nola is a guy who's like going to be lost in this late. And then, you know, cheaper, I think the quote unquote optimal route to go would probably be the combination of Syndergaard and Mad Bum, where you can like get a decent amount of bats and you know really solid arms as well too, both well positioned in good ballparks and good matchups. But let's start at the top, Dave, because like Garrett Cole, uh, we think he's going to be the Cy Young winner, um, but we know the more little salary cap and you know depend. It's all slate dependent, and there's so there's such good step downs. Uh, he's the most expensive guy by by a good bit, and I mean in no way am I going to besmirch. I'm not discouraging anybody rostering like Garrett Cole. I'm certainly not going to call him overrated, but uh, I just, uh, I'm not getting there. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I, I just, it's hard to make it work. And he's the one guy, one of the guys amongst the elite that where we can say, make an argument at least, like maybe Houston pushes back a little bit. Uh, you know, they haven't shown it yet for what it's worth, but like we're getting closer and closer to the end. Um, maybe they let him go 96 pitches, which is still like he could go with CGSO and 96 pitches, drop the Maddox. But uh, again, I, I'm going to have less cold than probably the field and, it doesn't feel good, especially when that's the hammer on the West Coast against Seattle. Great matchup. Uh, what say you as far as Garrett Cole? Well, the thing is, I'm not sure the field is going to have him that much. Like, everyone's going to see this the same, that, yeah, of course he's the best pitcher, but everyone else is good, so I don't have to play him. I, I'm not – I don't think he's the chalk. I mean, I think Syndergaard Bumgarner is the chalk, which is pretty weird because, yeah, matchup's great, but they are like the fifth and sixth best pitchers on this slate. Um to me, you don't. You definitely don't have to play Cole, but I really think he's going to be underowned for who he is. Um, so I, I don't think you should be going in with the, with the idea not to play him, as much as going in with the idea that if I don't end up with him as much as I would like to, I'm fine with that. How concerned are you with a potential like pitch count of some sort of uh, some like like a, you know whatever? Not a big yeah. One, obviously, but... Essentially, I'm not worried because. Even these, like in the past month, we've seen him in that like 95 pitch range a couple times. He's still getting 14 strikeouts in those games. Like it just doesn't matter. Um, But sure, like plain old what could happen ceiling, like Scherzer or Clevenger could throw 125 pitches 
and get the same number of strikeouts. Um, like they're not on any fake pitch count. Like these teams need to win the Astros. It doesn't really matter. So yes, that is another little added thing. Why I don't think you play all the coal. Um, he probably, you play this late enough times. He's the highest scorer, but probably not from a points per dollar perspective, the majority of the time. Yeah. Uh, and I pulled up the ownership projections. Of course, he's get tinkered with the closer and closer to get the lock, the more active they become, but you're right. I mean, as of right now, it's center guard at 28%, bomb at 26%, Scherzer 22, Flaherty 16, and then Cole at 16 as well. Uh, and then we kind of work our way down there. Uh, Tony, Garrett Cole, what say you? So first of all, cheese, how much does home field mean in baseball? Like Houston, Yankees, even the Dodgers for that matter. Do they care about home field at all? Generally, they only care about getting that one of the top two spots. Yeah. Um, I don't have any idea. It doesn't mean that much in baseball, it, does it? It doesn't. I mean, you'd rather have it. Yeah. Um, You're not going to overuse a pitcher, though, to get it. Right. But it's enough that, like, they're not going to pull him early. Like, if it's if they're up, like, three runs in the fifth inning and Cole's at 90 pitches, they're not going to yeah. pull him. Like, he's going to go another inning. So they're tied with the Yankees with 102 wins. Is that, is that the kind of the point you're making there, uh, Tony? Yeah, well, I mean, in the Dodgers for the World Series are a couple back too. I, I just well, didn't that's know. already determined, isn't it? The All Star Game. Yeah, it's just for the. Oh, uh, it is. It just alternates. Whoever yeah. wins the All Star Game gets. Home they field. still do that. I thought they stopped doing that. So ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's why people are watching the All Star Game now, don't you know? I think they stopped doing that. They didn't. I'm pretty sure they stopped that. Um, Dave? I guess I don't even know, honestly. I don't I'm, watch I'm the almost positive game. they stopped doing that like two years ago. You're making me question it now as well. I'm an all-star game expert. You guys don't know this? I I'm on vacation at that time of year. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Either way, it doesn't really matter. I derailed the conversation, my bad. But So, I mean, yeah, Houston would rather win than not. Um, yeah. But, yeah, as it looks like they have they have switched back to yeah, you know, the best record. Best record oh. right? Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they care. That's the or not, first time I've ever known something that she's done. It had to be about the All Star Game, but I finally know something <laughs> that she's didn't know. Yeah, that's uh, maybe first I can watch the life. I, I watch, thought it was great personally. Game now. I thought it was a great idea personally. Like they're like a random Marlin hitting a home run off a random Royal determines who has home field advantage in the World Series. Like that was brilliant. Yeah. I don't know why they changed it. That's just my thought, but. Uh, Tony, working our way down, we have, if we talk about kind of reference, there's actually pitchers that, you know, have incentive to play for, you know, Clevenger, uh, Flaherty, uh, you know, th those teams actually want to win. They actually want to grab W's. Washington hasn't locked things down just yet. Uh, Scherzer's uh, in line for, they're talking about him being in line for a potential uh, wild card game. I think it's Washington basically at 97% cheese. They're, they're in, right? And they're, Unless they like they're gonna, lose out. Yeah. I mean, they're going to probably face Milwaukee. I mean, mathematically, the Cubs still have a shot, like 3% or so, give or take. They probably think they still have a shot. But, you know, math says they do have a shot. Math says they don't have a shot, basically. It's probably not happening. It's more or less inevitable. Uh, amongst these guys that will, like, we'll get max pitches out of Scherzer, out of Clevenger, out of Flaherty. T, who's jumping for you? For me, like, one of the easiest plays I've seen all season is Clevenger. Like, he's going against the White Sox. The Indians need to win. I think he goes deep. I mean, the White Sox strike out an enormous amount of time. The only guy I'm worried about even remotely is Mankata against a power righty like this. I just think he goes off. I mean, that's why I like this slate. There's so many pitchers up there. He's going to be owned. I'm not saying he's going to be low owned, but with all these guys up there, there's going to be people playing different guys. He's going to be 20 to 30 percent. He'll I, be I the he fifth, fifth or sixth highest owned pitcher. Yeah, like that's Christmas yeah. to me. I just think – 
I don't even, he's going to go off. The Indians need to win. He's going to go deep. And as long as he can get by my boy Moncada, I think he's in pretty good shape for a month. What about Polka, though? He cracked the lineup. Is that concerning? <laughs> That's pretty good. That's another plus in Clevenger's column. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I have, uh, Dave, are you with me? Have you played Polka at least once or twice this year to make things work? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> I've played him. I've played him against my pitcher sometimes, even to make it work. Just if, like, it's the perfect lineup and it's the only dude that can fit in there. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, Dave, you, how, how you miss the opportunity? You're supposed to say, knock on wood if you're with me. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're with me. I, you came well, here. Well, like, you, you got to find out. That's why you say it. You're about to turn heel like in five minutes. I see it coming for <laughs> sure. And the steel, the steel chair is warming up. Uh, Chief, uh, Chief how, are you, how are you separating those guys? Like, obviously, the K right there for the White Sox, 29.2% collectively as far as, far as that lineup against Rice this year. Uh, it's backloaded with a ton of guys that strike out for a good bit. But if you fire up the old plate IQ, like, literally every dude is in, like, there's nobody in the green as far as striking out. 21.9% uh, is the least amount. Any of these guys have struck out. And, of course, Clevenger's got a 34.8% K rate. Uh, and against righties, it's 41.5%, which really jumps off the table. Not a ton yeah. of righties in this lineup. I'm seeing like four or five by my UCF math. I'm, I'm counting really quickly. Cheese, uh, you see the top guy amongst this grouping? He is. It's so close. I've looked at these, like Scherzer, Clevenger, and Flaherty, to me, are the three. Nothing against Eduardo Rodriguez. He's been pitching amazing last month, but he, he doesn't quite crack that group for me. He's next. Um, Jeez, you have to lower guys this week that aren't playing for anything, right? Like, you have to lower them at least a little bit, right? Are you talking about Erod? It just didn't, I mean, in, in general, but yeah, Erod. Well, um, well, Boston's still playing. They're technically st – they can't be I, still playing. No, they, I guess they're – fully eliminated now yeah they're, yeah, they're 11 um, back i mean he's honestly not he's not really on my list except that the, the rangers against lefties right the, you know, <laughs> they do thing. but um i don't have enough like honestly i don't have a single erod so i i'm just mentioning him because he's been so great the last month but scherzer clevenger flaherty um, how many lineups you playing tonight i have about uh five on each side okay if you if you're running 150, I know you run MME sometimes. Would he be all of a sudden? Would, would you get? He some? would make the pool. Yeah. Okay. All right. Continue. Go ahead. I apologize for interrupting. Um, so I'm kind of playing it by sight and by salary, which gives me Clevenger on Yahoo is my favorite guy, and then I like Flaherty on DraftKings. I like Scherzer on FanDuel. Like they're all just so close that I think you just kind of let the salary sort it out. But if I could only play one, I would play Clevenger uh working our way down you know i guess let's talk about the chalky you know mad, mad bum and center guard uh is that a combination you'd consider dave as far as your your uh one of five or you're getting pieces of those guys who do you prefer amongst those two because you know four center guard no lewis brinson that is a hit to center guard <laughs> as far as the lineup uh you want to see him in there and a guy with the nickname four you think you'd have a bigger k rate than what he has especially against what uh against righties is it no, lefties 20 percent? what is that uh, I just thought it was, wouldn't you think it's higher? I don't know. Well, you would think it's supposed to be higher, but it's not. Um, <laughs> it's just supposed to be. And like yeah. every once in a while, like once every six or seven starts, he, he pops it in there and he gets a 10 strikeout game. It could happen here. Um, officially, like if we're talking cash, which again, I'm not playing cash. You have to have one of these two guys on two pitcher sites and you might have both. Although I don't, I, I think you need one better pitcher. But to me, I still like Bumgarner better at home. 
I just think in tournaments, I totally understand it. Like the prices are great. I just think it's, it's so dumb that this is the chalk on a slate with Cole Scherzer, Clevenger, and Flaherty that Syndergaard and Bumgarner are the chalk. Like it's, I think it's just not okay. Um, so I have a couple um, just because of what fits salary-wise, but I think it's terrible tournament chalk. Uh, does Noah make your cut? No, Noah's not making no. my cut. I don't make enough lines. He's the one. guy. Like he, he had somebody had to get the boot, and it's him. Yeah, Noah and Erod are somewhere hanging out, uh, very lonely, not in your lineups. Uh, Tony, w- w- where are you at as far as this uh, this grouping? This is why I love the slate so much. Is I just think those top guys are so good, and I love the value guys down lower, and I love Flaherty obviously, but like Syndergaard has been so terrible. He's <laughs> going to be the chalk tonight for sure. I mean, he's had a couple starts that are just brutal in a row. And him and Bumgarner. And Bumgarner, I always like Bumgarner when he needs to pitch for something. When he's not pitching for anything, he'll probably be okay. I, I agree with Cheese exactly how he said it. Like, I think these guys are perfect for cash. They're the best values that stick out on paper. But I don't need either one of them. Sure, if they fit in there and, and I'm playing some teams, then it's fine. But I like that I can play other guys while people are going to play these guys because – I think at least one of these guys has a bad start for sure. And I wouldn't be surprised if both of them kind of lumber to like a 12 point game or something tonight. Yeah. And it's like the expectation is like, you know, they get you 20 points and the expectation for that top tier is they get you 30 plus. Yeah. Um, Like I think Clevenger could get us 40 tonight. Yeah. (laughs) I'm really any one of those guys could get the 40. Um, And I just, there's enough value bats that I just don't think you need the, pretty good pitcher because of the matchup at their salary yeah speaking of value bets i, I missed this there's a dude named valera leading off for toronto today is that a, can yeah. you confirm this is a person Dave? Yeah, he's not yesterday he's not terrible like I'm i not think aware he's of a, them. a pretty solid play okay yeah I'm, I'm looking for some cheapies i'm trying to figure out a way to make this work as far as uh the expensive arms uh yeah and you know t you said you like some of the cheap guys we talk about bats or arms i'm curious what arms you like that are cheap there are two in the mid tier that i like uh that'll be playing for tournaments i guess like is sort of relative and there's one down at the floor where you can kind of close your eyes and like you know cross your fingers and hope for the best which i think is going to be fairly popular just because hey you got to make the big boys work as well who are we referring to tony as far as the cheapies you like I mean, I'm okay. Kind of like how I've played tournaments like this for the last, like, two months where I just play these super cheap guys and just hope they get me 12. They usually do get me 12. Like, you got Jeff Hoffman, you got Peters, you got McKay. All these guys that are under 5K, like, you don't need anything. They only need to strike a few guys out and go four innings and you're home free. Sure, they could get negative, too, but you're playing tournaments. Like, when they get you 12 to 15, you get all the bats and you're golden. So, I'm good with like Hoffman would be my favorite, I think, just because of the ballpark against a team that stinks and not playing for anything. I guess it would be he'd be my guy if I had to pick one. If you can tell me McKay's gonna pitch like four innings, it would be McKay for me. He's probably not going to though, is he? Yeah. Probably not. Like Chirinos has pitched, you know, four or five. He's pitched one. You know, Tampa has full incentive. If he's out there, he's scuffling, he'll get the he'll get a, get a very quick hook. Uh McKay's a legit arm, nice ballpark as well, too. Uh, and it, you know, it certainly benefits him not to draw a start, is, you know, especially where it's like where quality starts don't matter because well, he's not going to go six anyway. But you want him to at least have a chance to be pitching during the fifth inning if they're ahead. He grabs that W, and that's kind of where we're looking as far as the cheap guys. You missed the mids here. We'll talk about that in a second, Dave. But uh, between Hoffman and McKay, and again, McKay can pitch one inning, he pitch four. And who knows? I've seen nothing. It's maybe it's just game dependent, like situations and all that. Yeah. But 
I, that's probably who you're considering. One yeah, I, I'm playing Hoffman. Um, McKay is a better pitcher than Hoffman. Um, but yeah, like you say, I think he'll probably pitch the same 60 pitches he's been getting, which gives him four innings and he'll be in line for the win if they play well enough. But at Tampa and their pitchers, I mean, you just don't know. It could be two innings. Um, mm-hmm. Pitching in San Francisco, and and Hoffman has been really weirdly reverse splitsy. Like, this isn't even a bad matchup for him. He's actually struck out, like, a fair amount of batters, especially on the road. I, I think he's – it's dumb to say he's a good play, but I think he's a good play. Yeah, and, and then the mid-tier, there's two guys that kind of jump for me, uh, you know – David, as far as the guys, Keller, you know, nice arm there, obviously, in Pittsburgh against the Chicago team. It's, you know, still kind of beat up. They're still playing for something. They're you know, not officially limited for the playoffs. No bias that lineup, obviously. Nice ballpark. Uh, Keller has been up and down. Obviously, his ERA is really, really sky high. But the Sierra suggests he's been unlucky. His batting average on balls in play is something like 470 or something goofy like that. Uh, and then there's Bundy <laughs> against uh, Valera and the rest of the Blue Jays. If he can get past Valera, he's got a shot. <laughs> like that that's the mid-tier, right? I got nothing else in the mid-tier. It's those two guys. That is absolutely the mid-tier. And I like it a lot. Especially on Yahoo, where Keller's 26 bucks. Yeah. Um, that's goofy. So I mean I love him there. Um, you know, Bundy, I like a good bit on on the other sites, but uh, a $26 Keller on Yahoo is a like when I say Jeff Hoffman, I'm totally talking uh DraftKings. Uh, on Yahoo, I would definitely play Keller long before him yeah he's one dollar above the floor Keller at 25 hours is like any any jabroni's 25 anybody just any if I'm out there I'm 25 bucks and uh don't you're, you're worth Keller. it you're, you're worth it <laughs> I tried pitching one time very first pitch I threw I broke a kid's nose and I retired I'm like all right I'll go back to first you break a kid's nose pitching I, I don't know I, I didn't have the I didn't put any Vaseline you know I, I, you hit I him in the nose yeah well <laughs> didn't hit him in the pitching? foot <laughs> was he facing you? How'd you hit him in the nose? He didn't have a great stance, Tony. What, what do you mean? How is this such an implausible situation? You've never hit a guy in the nose? <laughs> I don't think I've I've watched a lot of baseball in my life. I don't think I've ever seen anyone get hit in the nose. Oh, he I didn't say he's a clown, so there's like a big target there. I, I didn't say that part of the story. <laughs> I guess so. Uh as far as those two guys, Tony, are you on those? Or are you go, are you going like big you know, one up, one down? Or how about the mid tier as far as Keller? Uh as far as you know, are there other options, uh, Bundy or anybody else kind of pops through? Because I got nothing else in the mid tier for me. I've played Keller a ton this year. I don't love the spot today, though. I mean, he's fine. I just worry about the Cubs. The Cubs are a little more stingy at the plate. I always feel like they battle guys like Keller and make him work. He gets wild at times. I don't know. I just don't like the price. Like, I like the guys up top. I like the guys cheap. The only guy in the middle that even remotely looks decent to me is Homer, just because he's been pretty good. They need to win. Decent matchup. Good park. And that lineup is really bad for the Angels. So I kind of think Homer's a little sneaky in that range. I meant to bring that one up because, um, wait, I thought, let me get a re- refresh here. Anderson Simmons is not in that lineup, correct? Yeah, he's out. No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty watered-down team. Kevin Smith is batting fifth. I mean, that's the kind of lineup we're looking at. <laughs> look at, look I at do like, below it. Like, you got Pujols. That lineup is just as bad as it gets. Well, Jay Up is done. Trout is done. Otani's done. Um, and you have the K guys in there as well, too. Like, you got Walsh in there. You got Bice in there. Uh, you know, you have Ward in there. Collectively, we always talk about the Angels. This team doesn't strike out. Well, it's 24.1%. That's a pretty big number, pretty healthy number. And Bailey's been good. Homer's been good. 
you talk about them meaning to win, like, I guess you can make that, that argument. They're basically in, you know, if not tonight or tomorrow or the next day, it's going to be at some point. I mean, they're, they're, they're not fully in, are they? They're only up two games. Yeah, between says, like Oakland, Tampa, and Cleveland, like, are, are two of those teams are going to make it and one of them yeah. isn't, and it's not decided which one's not. So it's they're, a two-game they're separation. Much like, it's there. They have to win for sure. Like, it's not yeah. even close to a foregone conclusion. I was looking at the the predictive math is saying that Oakland has a ninety six percent chance. Oh, I'll, of I'll book that the other way. Like, <laughs> I'd, I'd bet as much as I could bet that they're not making it at ninety six percent. And then it's a coin toss between Cleveland and, and the Rays. So Rays sixty one percent and Cleveland at forty three percent. So basically, yeah, saying they're, they're they're two, a game and a half. Yeah. Look, I'm just telling you what the math says. The math has to be wrong. Like it has math. to be wrong. Since when does math know anything? Where's Cardi at when we need him? What is the BBP uh, translation of this? I don't know. How would Justin Verlander do in this spot? Uh, They're asking about Tehran uh, in chat. Uh, Cheese, I'll let you handle that one because I I feel like you're going to besmirch. I mean, I think the guy's so terrible. How do you break someone's nose throwing it 36 miles an hour? (laughs) I was a crafty lefty like Jamie Moore. That is great. Like, I would say if you're totally spreading out and you just want to play Tehran, I, I mean, I can't stop you. I'm stacking the Royals, personally. Uh, Tehran is just not a good pitcher. He he has his like, he has his stretches of real-life goodness. Goodness? And, and I get it. It's the Royals. But, I mean, there's just so many better pitchers on this slate. He's, is this only because McBroom is playing? Like you want to work McBroom in a lineup? Or like why you're stacking the I, Royals? I'm, I'm actually off on McBroom. I haven't played him in a couple of weeks. Uh, when he first came up, I thought he was going to smash. He's not really doing it. Uh, Solaire and Dozier are still the two most underrated players in the league. Um, is Solaire like literally like the best player that no one probably – 47, 48 home runs or something incredible. like that? Incredible. Uh, but Merrifield, Solaire, and Dozier are like superstars that nobody cares about because they play in Kansas City. Yeah, the Cubs traded Solaire for uh, Wade Davis, I believe. Good job, Cubs. They could probably use him. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like they also paid Jason Hayward a lot. Of, well, let's not get into that. Um, all right, any other pitchers that are worth talking about here, guys? Because uh, we got some sticks to talk about. Uh, we've touched everybody on play. Give me the summary, Dave. Cole is the best pitcher, but you don't have to play him because we've got Scherzer, Clevenger, Flaherty. Would you rank goal number four in that group based on price? Yep. Clevenger, Scherzer, Flaherty, Cole, uh, based on points per dollar, but love them all. Then the chalk that I think is good cash game chalk is Syndergaard, Bumgarner. Personally, I think it's not great tournament chalk, but if the price fits, great. Uh, On DraftKings, I like the cheap Jeff Hoffman. On Yahoo, I like the cheap Mitch Keller. Um. You could do some other things in the mid-range. Bundy, I like Bundy. Uh, the Yahoo price on Homer Bailey, I like. Uh, but pretty much it's good pitchers and then maybe a cheap one here and there when you need it. Tony, let's open up the bats. Uh, favorite hitter, maybe a favorite team, a stack. Who, who are we looking at as far as the sticks tonight? For me, yeah, I like these I like these top pitchers. So I'm trying to find some value all around. I, I got ex- a little excited when Dave talked about Kansas City because how cheap a lot of their guys are makes it work with some big pitchers. I kind of like them too. I mean, because even Solaire and Dozier aren't super expensive. You can fit them and then throw three scrubs in there with them if you want to stack, and it fits really good with the top pitchers. I'm looking at that. I mean, I'm looking for value all, all around. Not that I all – I mean, and I'm fine with playing one of the cheap guys like Hoffman and playing a better stack too, but my goal is to play two of those top guys tonight, which hasn't worked great this year, but 
I don't love the offense tonight anywhere besides a few a few spots with high price guys, but I kind of like the two stud pitcher thing tonight. So I'm going to try to make it work if I can. Yeah, you know, it feels like um, oh, it feels like Dave. I, I think I cracked your code. I, I cracked your lineup. You got you got two big studs. You're stacking KC because you know you're supposed to like throw your catcher with your stack. But I think you started with the cheap catcher because like they all suck. <laughs> you're like, how do I make Valera work? Let's just build around Valera. I'm saying you have Valera and a Kansas City stack with two with two pretty big pretty pretty. pretty What's big awesome guys. is Kansas City's catcher is Valoria. So you got a Valera Valoria. I mean, that's <laughs> you can't lose with that. I was botching that name. I should have called him Melvries. Which by the way, is that how we pronounce Melvries. that? Melvries. <laughs> Melvries sounds like going to hit a bomb tonight off Tehran. It sounds like a grandma name, doesn't it? Like I don't know. Is that maybe I'm mispronouncing that? I'm not sure. I don't know much about Melvries. I believe it's Mabris. Is it? Or are you I'm just messing that with up. me? I don't I honestly have no idea how you pronounce it. I usually know the names, but this is one for whatever reason I, I did not seek out. But uh, it, in my head, it's Melbourne's for what it's, for what it's worth. Uh, yeah, Dave, like, you know, I was going through it and, you know, 26 teams playing baseball and, you know, the hitters are just not that appealing as a collective when you consider all the guys that are playing. And maybe that's one of the reasons why, you know. Part of the problem with hitters, though, is that we have all the good pitchers pitching. So, like, the hitters sure. are naturally going to be in bad spots. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, opening day for like, you know, at least half the slate is opening day or something like that. Uh, Dave, you have a, a team you're focusing in on, core plays? Uh, so sort of, as far as like what looks obvious to me, but that I still don't like the most is Boston and then Houston and then Cleveland. Like, I think those are the three teams that have to score some runs. Um, I love the Braves and the Royals, like both sides of that game. And I love Oakland. Um, that's kind of where I'm at, like, team-wise. And then there's value bats elsewhere. Um, but as far as sort of building around, that's my my main group. Um, and di- different sites has, have different well-priced hitters. Um, I, I was hoping Atlanta was going to be sneaky. I don't think they're sneaky at all. I think everyone's going to play Duvall and Riley because they're Fandle, so cheap on FanDuel. And yeah. then, right, like, Riley on Yahoo!, but even like on Yahoo, Acuna, Albies, Donaldson are all under twenty bucks. So it's too it's too easy to get that stack. Um, so I don't think they're sneaky at all. Um, and I'm kind of leaning back towards Oakland um, to do something a little different than that. You think some people move off Atlanta to some degree with no Freeman? Just you know, Freeman's out of the lineup, or that's just whatever. There's, you can still yeah, I don't think guys. so because yeah. they still got like the big name top three, and then I think people really like Duvall and Riley because they've each had their moments, like their, their big, huge week this year that people remember. Um, so I, I think it's just too easy of a stack. Alvis had the weekend off, but that was just for rest. I think, right. He wasn't hurt. Correct. He's yeah. He's fine. Yeah. They're just chilling. Atlanta's just chilling basically. And, and Freeman's a little bit dinged or something like that. Freeman uh, actually. Yeah. Is dinged up. Uh, as far as KC, just kind of worth noting that that lineup does look a little bit worse with the, I don't know the I think he's out for the season. He's been shut down. Uh, and also, as far as the White Sox, Santiago is supposed to be the starter, Dave, but now it's Carson Fulmer. Does that change things? Or are you still like Cleveland just the same? Um, I was just – I just noticed that, too. I don't know when that happened. Is is Santiago still supposed to pitch at all? Like, Not to my knowledge. It dropped like an hour or two ago or something okay, like that. Okay, because like and, Fulmer's been hurt, and then he came back and he's been pitching an inning or two. So this is just – this has to just be a bullpen game. I mean, Fulmer can't pitch more than a couple innings. Um. So if Santiago's not like the next guy in, it's just a full-on bullpen game, um, and I still like it. Yeah, I think that's the case. Uh, don't hold me to it, uh, but I'm fairly certain that is the case. As far as catchers, we go around the horn position by position, and 
catcher feels especially bad. <laughs> like, it, all, like, you know, Grandall's not on the slates. You know, uh, Real Muto is facing, well, if he cracks the lineup, he's going to be facing Scherzer. It just feels terrible. And, like, maybe just get in, get out as cheap as possible, Tony. Is that sort of where we're at today? Yeah, I mean, it, it's super ugly. And there's a decent number of people that are pretty cheap. I mean, I'm trying to find anyone that I would spend up on, and I don't <laughs> necessarily see it. So, like, I'm good with our boy Melbury's or whatever we called him. <laughs> <laughs> No Mitch Garver, you know, all the good catchers are not playing. So, yeah. This is definitely the, the place to save money. And essentially, I mean, it's kind of always the rule. If you're just stacking someone, you play the catcher. But, I mean, especially tonight when there's no good catchers. Who's the best $7 catcher on Yahoo? Like, more or less $7. Scrolling through. And um, Brian McCann. McCann? Brian McCann. Yeah. I got it's, excited there for a second about Brian McCann. Yeah, I, I think that's who, that's who I have the most of on Yahoo. I mean, Sean Murphy's 22 bucks for Stillman Peters. Like, how can you – how can you click that button? Like, you know, you can, but come on. Um, Those are the type of plays I like, though. Like, if I was spending up, I think it would be Murphy. Like, just because I like Oakland, and he's got a little bit of pop. I don't know. Like, no one's going to play him, and he, he could break. He hits two bombs, and everybody plays the zero at catcher. You got a pretty big leg up. Hey, dude, did one of these lefties bang out a homer versus Cole? Yes. Is it <laughs> Navarez or, you know? It, it, yes. Um, <laughs> I mean. You play a guy against Cole. Like, you need to I just, examine. Personally, I completely crossed off the whole Mariners team. But, I mean, yes, Cole probably will allow a home run. I mean, that's that's the thing. But I think it would be really goofy to chase it unless you're just 150 lineups. All right, let's get out of catcher. Let's talk about first base. Tony, open it up for us. Who's popping for you? What about Buster Posey? Are we allowed to play Posey? Well, what year are we playing DFS? <laughs> oh, now we're what year we're playing DFS? <laughs> I mean, I, if only I had, could have heard that a few months ago. Well, he's not facing a lefty. That's the reason why we can't play Oh, the old, he's not facing a lefty. <laughs> so, first base, I like, I mean, my favorite team, just pure team, would be the Indians. So, I have to like Santana. You got. Pete Alonzo is always good. First base, there's a bunch of guys up top you can play. I mean, all, all these guys up top, it's not like catcher. But I don't know. These Kansas City guys, you got O'Hearn and you got – can we still play? Yeah, McBroom. I mean, both those guys are kind of where I'm looking because they're so cheap. That's why I was happy when Dave said Kansas City because they really fit the mold of where I want to go tonight. I think they're my cheap guys and I don't hate Neil Walker for a little I'll use it for Dave the leverage Neil Walker against oh a little bit. <laughs> I was gonna try to sneak that in just to tilt them but you beat oh, me to man. it you play if you play McBroom and Walker you sweep up all the leverage <laughs> oh my gosh uh, do better geez see Neil Walker and raise him I feel like you can do this <laughs> um well like the guy you can actually like for real play um is Jared Walsh um he actually has real power um yeah and he's free so uh personally ryan o'hearn is my my favorite punt um but like jared walsh hit 36 homers in triple a this year like he's not a nobody um but i mean i i would love to get santana or goldschmidt um if possible or maybe mitch moreland um that sort of mid mid-range first base is pretty good um so mostly my punts, I do have some O'Hearn. Um, and then like on Yahoo, 
the $7 guys, um, I would play Walsh. We saw yesterday how vengeful Goldie is, banging out yesterday, uh, first game back oh, in Arizona. <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, he, I'm so disappointed that uh, Billy Hamilton is not playing tonight because he revenge. was unstoppable. That's a revenge game. I right might there. play for the uh, pinch hit stolen base revenge game. <laughs> and you're thinking of like playoff showdown or something like that. If he makes the 25 man roster or something like that, or I don't know if he would, he's probably super cheap. I have no idea how that works. I don't play those very often, but maybe I'll dabble this year. Um, who else did I have at first base that I thought was kind of sort of, oh, I do like Goldie. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Matt Olson. Guys, nobody plays lefty-lefty. For one thing, Dylan Peters is not good against lefties. He's arguably even worse than against righties. Matt Olson is good against lefties, and he's going to pitch three or four innings anyway. Like, do not leave Olson out of your Oakland stacks. Yeah, and we know that the you know the fences have been lowered there out there in Anaheim. If you guys have not caught on to that, that's also a thing. It doesn't you know it doesn't change everything, but it certainly helps. Uh, anything else here, Tony, as far as first that we should mention, or shall we move on and talk about the old Keystone position second base? Another another cheap guy I like is Matt Adams, even though it's against Nola. I really like Washington four, five, six, Soto as Drupal Adams. I always play that. With Adams back, I don't I mean no one's gonna play him against Nola. And I, I like that little four, five, six there. All my guys are pretty good against righties, some power. I like that little three man. You had to get Asdrubal in there, didn't you? You love Asdrubal. so he's so much – he's too good to play for you, Dean. He's too good. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to pick on Nola. And Adams, this is his first game back in a while. Like, you know, so. he, this is a pinch running situation or like a pinch uh, double swap defensive. He's Only not He's not playing swing, Dean. Well, I mean, he, he, he can walk around the bases if he bangs on a homer. It doesn't really matter. The oh, track I care road. about the homers. It's the year of the homers, Dean. It is, yes. It is the year of homers. Uh, speaking of getting pitched in for Dave, I don't know how to handle this one. I never pick it right with, uh, Jock jams, Jock Peterson, you know, may only get two at bats. Dodgers kind of sort of cruising when a lefty comes in, we see it all the time. And there's so many bodies in that Dodger pan and Roberts is always itching to mess with, mess with his lineup. What, how do you, what do you do with Peterson? Because the price is down. The price is reasonable. If you get those five at bats, sure. Lock it in. But yeah, I just, I don't know how to handle it. I just don't like it at all. Like, I feel like he, Roberts would be upset if Peterson ever got to play a full game. Like it's a goal, like, <laughs> you know, and every team has lefties in the bull. There's only, I mean, there's three lefties in the San Diego bullpen, mm-hmm. but he'll see one of them just because they'll want to get him out of the game too. They have this deal, like don't let him play. I just, I'm so off the Dodgers right now. Yeah. Same. Because they don't have to play and they're not like, I would still play a little Bellinger tonight, but I mean, that's really about all I'm doing. Second base, uh, you got Altuve, Albies, or like your boy Biggio at the top. It's it's tough to decide between those three for me. Um, yeah, I would go. I guess I would go with Altuve first and Albies second and Biggio third. But I mean, I that's a really good top of the position, um, and I think you do want a good second baseman if at all possible. Um, the cheap stuff at second is not super exciting. Um, that, so we've, we've talked about Valera a couple times leading off. He's totally fine as a punt. Um, like I think he's the kind of guy you can throw in a cash game to just round things out. Um, but between Altuve and Albies and Biggio, I, I think you really want to try to spend up. You know, uh, the aforementioned as Dribble Cabrera plays second base. So you're insulting Tony, your best friend. Like he, he just basically said Cabrera's trash. Dave likes as Dribble. Don't be putting I, him I, in that category. I do. I do. <laughs> You're not playing tonight, though. He'll have him. I bet no, if he's he not. was playing 150, he'd no, have at least 
Oh, yeah, if. Sure, we want to put the qualifier. Yeah, if I was Max Enner, and I would definitely have that 3-4-5 from Washington, but I'm not, so. <laughs> Sorry. I put 150 in tonight what? for the first time in a long time. That's how much I like it. Well, I'm told if you play 150, you can cover every combination. So That's why I hit it, because I wanted to win tonight. The math says, the same math that says Oakland's got a 96% chance. <laughs> <laughs> the same guy. <laughs> and someone uh, someone mentioned, I think on DraftKings, Alberto is your, your cash game punt at second. You need one. He's good for two singles. Do you want two singles? Get Alberto. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what you're doing. <laughs> uh, Tony, what, what are you doing here at second base? Let's just pretend as Jubal Cabrera is not a second baseman. Uh, who else are we looking at? So I really like this Valera. I mean, Toronto, one hole. I like Toronto and Baltimore as far as just basically everyone in the lineup. I'm good with game stacking it. I'm good with all these cheap prices. I mean, look at these Baltimore prices. Baltimore scores so many runs. You know how many uh, – some of my best teams in the last two months are Baltimore every time because they just pound the ball. And this no is Toronto them. bullpen game again. With a, It's a bad bullpen for a bullpen game. I mean, both, both, both ways in this game, you look at these price tags, that's why I'm comfortable playing two pitchers up top because, sure, you got BGO, you got a couple expensive guys, but besides that, there's so many cheap guys. It just works. So, I mean, Valera at 3,200 on DraftKings, and I'm sure cheap everywhere. I mean, what is, is he men on Yahoo? Probably. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he's seven bucks. Yeah. Do we like, assume he's a switch hitter? Do we assume he sticks around the entire game? I don't know why he wouldn't on a yeah, bad yeah. team. Like, yeah, that's, that's the good little... thing about bad teams. You put a guy like that up top, you almost, he, he's got a pretty good chance at finishing, you would think. And we've got a new Baltimore lineup. Um, so, okay. Andrew Alberto is not playing, and Santander's not in there. Uh, Dwight Smith is in now. VR's up to the top. So if you were playing Baltimore, that's got to be rethought a little bit now. Uh, but it's still Hay- Hayes, Mancini, Nunez are still the three main guys I would want. Oh, I've played Hayes every day for like – since he's come up or wherever he came from, I've played him like every day, and he's just a beast. <sighs> yeah. I did not have him. Oh, you don't you don't like Willie Mays Hayes? Uh, Willie Mays, he, he may catch like Hayes, but he uh yeah, finish that sentence. <laughs> Ten push-ups every single time I roster him. Um, all right, let, let's jump to the hot corner, third base. Dave, open it up for us. Third base is just always the greatest position in the world. Um, yeah, and and we got some underpriced guys, which makes some of the higher-priced guys not really played. Like so, Bregman, Devers, and Rendon. Even Arenado, really. I mean, I love them, but because we've got Donaldson and Chapman and Hunter Dozier so affordable, um, I think Chapman is the guy, like salary wise, that I like the most on Yahoo and DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, Donaldson on FanDuel a little more, um, or maybe Devers you can get to there. Uh, it's just such a good position. I, I don't think you can mess around uh, with any cheap nonsense at this position. Yeah, the combination of Volquez and Gerardo, you know, uh, in Texas, uh, you know, Boston, I saw somebody in chat asking the question, basically, like, can you trust Boston? You play Boston, nothing to play for. It's going to play out the string. But, you know, these guys aren't just going to stand in the box. They're going to take their hacks. And, you know, the matchups are great. You know, Betts, Devers. Like, is it Devers or Devers? This is one of those I don't know. Do you know this for sure? I don't know for sure. I, I hear Devers more often, but I, I don't know. I listen to a lot of games on mute. Like I have like the quad box on and I have four games. Yeah. And I usually have like a podcast going on in the background or something like that. So yeah, I have no clue. You know this, Tony, can you break the tie? I mean, I've heard it both ways too. So I thought it was Devers, but it could easily not be. So 
Yeah, and I can't understand yeah. the Boston announcers' accents. I don't know what, it, what they're exactly. saying. I mean, the Boston yeah, guys for sure right. say Devers, but it doesn't mean it's right. Divas. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I Let's can't understand divas. what the what they're that. saying there. Um, well, what do you have for Tony as far as third base? When did when did my boy Jose Ramirez get back? Has he been Today. back Today. for a minute? This Today's is his, his first, first game? game back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I mean, he's down in the six. They got to get him ready, try to make a run here at this playoff spot. I definitely like him, but there's so much value at third base too, kind of like you guys were talking about. The Tampa guy, or I mean the Toronto-Baltimore guys. You got Vladdy, you got Nunez, you got even Drury is super cheap down low. I just like that game so much. Nunez on Yahoo at $10 is pretty likable. Sure, I can talk to that. As Dribble's here too. I mean, how, how good do you have to be to be that that high of a ranking on both positions? I mean, as Dribble just, whoo, he fits nice. <laughs> if you could play him at both positions, you oh, play him twice. That wouldn't even be fair. I, I would love to play you in a head to head if you could double as Dribble. What's two oh. times zero? <laughs> two times zero. <laughs> Short stop, cheese. Um, okay. So not as good as third base. Um, but you know, Lindor is, is great. If you have all kinds of money, um, you probably don't. I think you can punt to Dansby Swanson, even at the bottom of the lineup. Um, especially on Yahoo at $7. Like, I think that's just wrong. Like I would much rather spend up at second and third and even first than at shortstop. I like Simeon. I like Lindor. I like VR. I like Bogarts. I like Seager. I like Story. I like Correa but I don't love any of them like I do with these other positions. So for me, this is more of a savings uh, and Swanson kind of stands out to me. Samsonite was way off. Uh, uh, Tony, what do you have for me? Who does Logan Morrison even play for? I just seen he's in the lineup. Yeah. So I, I, I just he's saw a, the, the Phillies lineup drop. He's batting second for the Yes. I, I wanted to talk about this after you knock out the, uh, you know, the, the shortstops, Tony, because okay. you know, it was a doubleheader. This is the second half of a doubleheader. Of course, Phillies basically done playing out the string. Uh, they're who won doing game one. I Not that it matters, but who won? <laughs> Washington. I think it was like four one last I saw. Ross started the game. Uh, Joe Ross for Washington, but yeah, Hernandez, Lolo, Segura, Miller, Kingery, Hastily, uh, Franco, and Knapp. So there's no real Muto, and there's no Harper, and there's probably somebody else I'm missing. And just kind of giving it the eye test here. It's a terrible lineup, and I think this this moves up uh, Scherzer. Uh, if you're looking to break a tie, right, Cheese? Yeah, this is pretty good. Um, <laughs> this is just not a lineup to be scared. And it's not even at full strength. It's not even really that scary of a lineup. And you take a couple of their best hitters out. Uh, yeah, definitely move Scherzer up. Yeah, uh, just I, I think that's worth noting. Like Logan Morris and Vanek second in 2019 is. Uh... I mean, Ed, Brad Miller's your cleanup hitter. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he did it two homers. I mean, Hoskins, right? Harper, Real Muto out of the like they're obviously not trying tonight which they yeah. and they, they have no reason to it's second half of a double header um it's still a better lineup strikeout wise than uh, the white Sox. i mean i would still say clevenger probably strikes out another batter more than scherzer but mm-hmm. um again i'm playing it by salary like give me if you need the couple bucks on yahoo give me clevenger on ya on fanduel definitely give me scherzer on DraftKings, probably give me scherzer uh, Tony, your thoughts as far as shortstop and jumped on the outfield because we've fallen a little behind in time, unfortunately. Yeah, shortstop. Uh, Lindor is obviously my guy at the top. Cleveland's my favorite, like high price stack type team. So Lindor's my favorite. 
cheap guys. I don't love the position down low. I'm looking at, I mean, like, I like Kansas City, but this Nicky Lopez, I, I can't forgive him for the time he bunted three times in one game when I played him. So <laughs> I'm mad at him. I, I mean, you got you got guys you can play. I don't hate Miami as cheap guys. As far as, not a full stack, but, like, two, you got Neil Walker, you got Rojas, you got Castro even. Alfaro hit two bombs yesterday. I don't mind Miami for, like, if you want to put one or two fillers just to fill out your team with cheap guys to play these hot, hot guys and get some leverage, as they like to say. Off wow. Leverage. Leverage to say. <laughs> Seriously, though, you don't like some of these Miami guys tonight, Dave? I do, but not because of the L word. Just not because, because of the leverage? Yeah. <laughs> because of the price points? Against because the of the price pitcher. points, yeah. And they're just – they're not as bad as people want them to be. Like, they're not as bad as they were early in the year. Some of these batters are – moderately acceptable like their price tags are literally free there's no free. cooper or anderson i know it wouldn't even be fair they'd be a playoff team if, the, if those guys <laughs> played all year <laughs> i i just still can't believe uh ned yost gave the bunt sign i'm still in shock in that one because that's not that does not sound like the ned, ned yost i know uh, that tony's talking about uh let, let's knock out some outfielders tony who's jumping outfield i don't like the outfield just as a general thought i don't like it I mean, outfield, outfield's always the least exciting position to talk about because it just depends on how you build. I mean, you're going to you're going to usually stack a few guys from your team. Just looking at the prices, I mean, you got Chris Davis is obviously going to be popular if he's if he's in there. I don't think we have an Oakland lineup, but he's super cheap in some of the sites. You got Fran Mill. I like Fran Mill as a sneaky play in the seven hole for Cleveland. No one's going to play him, at least I don't think out of the seven hole. And I mean the Atlanta guys, Austin Riley. You got some of those guys. You can even play McBroom in the outfield. It looks like, but outfield you can you can play whoever. I mean, it's a thirteen game slate or whatever it is. There's a million good plays. Uh, I love Acuna. It's my favorite big spin probably in the outfield. Springer as well. Acuna, I believe, really wants the forty forty. Like I think that's the thing in his head. Uh, I don't believe like, you like Atlanta. I mean, I don't believe that. What? Of course you like Atlanta. I'm being sarcastic. You, oh. you have no creativity whatsoever. <laughs> creativity. Well, I was just going to say, I think he's a couple of uh, stolen bases short of getting the 40-40. And, like, you know, they're, they're locked up. They're, you know, waiting for the playoffs. But at the same time, this dude's still on third base. He's actively trying to get uh, stolen bases. And, you know, somebody asked in the chat earlier, a jack-in-the-bag candidate who's going to bang one and swipe one, Acuna. That's my top dog. And, like, yeah, sure, yeah. maybe it's a little chalky. but Duffy's got to be decent against stolen bases, isn't he? Uh, well, he's not pitching the whole game. I'm not sure. We have a tool for this, but it's not pulled up yeah. on my end. I mean, it's not a good matchup against Duffy, but, um, you know, yeah, they're, they're going to get – I couldn't even get two or three at-bats against somebody else. Dave Alfield? Yeah, uh, Cunha is my favorite as well. I do like Springer a good bit. Um, I guess people aren't going to be playing Betts and J.D., which I like. I think that the chalky cheap stuff, which Tony mentioned, is Duvall and Riley and Chris Davis and maybe Chad Pinder. Very creative of Tony, by the way, to mention the chalky cheap stuff. But go ahead, continue. Um, but it's important because it's it's there for a reason. Like, it's it's the right stuff, you know. Um, but I think this probably leaves a, a kind of random mid-tier of under-owned stuff. Like, definitely the Indians outfield is very strong. Um, Ozuna, especially on Yahoo, Ozuna and Conforto are both $13. Um, absolutely love them both. Um, you don't have to go cheaper than that uh, if you don't want to. It, Let's uh, – oh, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue. No, the, the position, there's just so many plays. You can't name them all. 
All right, we're gonna have uh, questions lined up here in a second. Of course, I'm gonna do a screen share and show people what's going on as far as lineup HQ. Uh, for some reason, there's there's no K prop. At least I can't find it according to line, lineup HQ on um, on Cole. Uh, wait, oh, uh, there it is. It just popped. It up. only goes up to two digits, so they get <laughs> it's ten and a half actually. <laughs> Apparently, it's ten and a half, which no surprise. Clevenger eight and a half. Syndergaard seven and a half. That's a big number for Syndergaard. That's pretty ambitious. Uh, yeah, little juice on the over, but still. Uh, Flaherty at seven and a half. Uh, Dave, make a bold call. I don't know if you have it pulled up in front of you as far as the K props. G give me a winner. We're four and zero oh, uh, as far as our bold calls. As far as our winner for K props uh, going back to last week. Thanks to in large part to the almanac really? that hooked me up. Uh, Are we allowed to take Homer Bailey over four and a half? Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that one. Yeah, that, that that would be the one. What about yourself, though, Tony? What do you have for me as far as a K prop? I mean, I I think Clevenger over eight and a half. So I, there's big juice though. You're laying one fifty, but he's going over eight and a half for sure. And I think I think Garrett Cole's going under for sure. I, I don't think he's getting to eleven. I mean, ten and a yeah. half. <laughs> he's only going to go ninety pitches. He's I know he's done it before. I'm not saying he. I mean, whatever. He could easily strike. I'm not. I'm not saying that, but. I think he's going to strike out seven, go like six innings. I mean, that's what I see him doing tonight. Is that, is that a better or worse take than Cardi saying Verlander's overrated? <laughs> that that's that a, Garrett Cole's going to go take. six innings tonight? Like, they're not playing for anything. I don't, seven I don't games? Like I'm not playing Cole on any of my 150. He's playing for the, the walk of the Cy Young. I mean – He's I don't also think super tonight's going to impact the Cy Young. Yeah, first. Cole throwing six innings with one run and not, I would say nine strikeouts. He's still the Cy Young winner. Like even if he gets bombed tonight, like it's not going to impact tonight. He's not going to get bombed anyways. But it's not tonight is not going to impact the Cy Young. I don't think either way. No matter what he does, he uh, he struck out double digits in his last seven games. I believe at least six or seven games for it's seven, worth. Seven. Let me get into that. I owe you like a, I owe you a couple side pieces right now. You can have the over. I'll take the under. I always want to take a shot. No, I don't really feel that strong about it. You said seven. I'll take the over on seven. Oh. Okay, Siege. <laughs> I, you made the line, not me. Yeah, that's what Siege says too. <laughs> oh, boy. I take it all back. I apologize. I do not want to be. Uh, all right, extreme hitters umpire tonight going down in a couple ballparks. We have a uh, Boston extreme hitters umpire, just one actually, because there's three pitchers and two are for Texas. Uh, extreme pitchers umpire, oh, just for fun, in case you needed more convincing that Scherzer's, you know, a really, really solid play tonight. Extreme pitchers umpire for Washington as well. Oh, Dave, sir, Scherzer's going to go as much as he can go, right? Yeah, uh, honestly, the, the more we're going, the more I'm thinking. Uh, I'm just going to play Scherzer. <laughs> like, this lineup is just geez. staring at me. Yeah, it <laughs> really like, is. Yeah. But the thing is, you can do Scherzer and Clevenger or Scherzer and Flaherty. Oh, it's happening for it's me, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to load 150 with just those three, I think. Oh, man. Um, all right. Let's uh, – let's okay. and as far as the ownership, we kind of talked about that before. Let's start loading up some questions from chats. Uh, give me some stacks, Tony. Who you like as far as stacking up? And give me three dudes that are going to bang out some homers. Yeah, I mean, my plan for the night is to play Baltimore, to play Toronto, to play Kansas City. And then just filter in some cheap bats with them. I mean, Miami, some some other cheap spots along the way. But and play these top guys like we just said, Flaherty, Clevenger. I think Clevenger and Scherzer could go for eighty combined. <laughs> and I'll take my chances to maybe hit a stack somewhere with them. One of these cheap stacks. I love to, Toronto and Baltimore, though. It's for sure my favorite just because of the prices. Uh, homers, three homers. For me, sure. Uh, I got to take Willie Mays Hayes. <laughs> I gotta take 
Give me this Al- Alford dude in the eight hole for Toronto. As oh, no, guy. that's a terrible. Don't I always got to give you one like flyer that is a, a little off the wall. And then that was Hayes. Neil Walker, too, I'll take. <laughs> and it's Walker. You give me three flyers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about my three. Austin, first of all, Willie Mays Hayes is not a flyer. He's a beast. <laughs> I'm serious, too. That guy's good. Well, he, he went with that launch. He was on team launch angle before anybody else, for what it's worth. But, uh, geez, what, what do you have for me as far as uh, three guys that are going to homer and some stacks? Stacks would be the Braves, Royals, and Oakland. I love that you. Every time you say Royals, I get a little more knock on wood if you're with me. And I, I mean, I get I get excited. Stop talking about them. You're getting me too excited. It's only it's so excited you can get about. There's Ryan. a reason to be excited about it. I mean, I already liked them, and then when I never dreamed Dave would like Kansas City, like that's just spoiling me. <laughs> he just really doesn't like Tehran. Is more was that's I think that's more what it is. That's no, uh, and Soler and Dozier, like for real, are two of the very best hitters in the whole world, and nobody even knows about them because of the and, Kansas City thing. And you already have the punt catcher, yeah. So you might as well complete the stack, yeah. So, so we'll just and get like, one of the reasons I like Kansas City at least before Dave. The reason I liked them is everyone loves the Braves. They're only a one hundred and sixty road favorite. That's not that big of a favorite, and no one's going to play Kansas City. So. I love spots like that where I think Kansas City could win the game. I think Duffy's better than Tehran. And I don't know, like, no one's going to play one team. Everyone's going to play the other team. And I get cheap prices on Kansas City. It just fits. Hey, Dave, quick question. In a vacuum, what free agents do you want? You want Garrett Cole or you want Rendon? Garrett Cole. Wow. Interesting. Uh, all right. Let's knock out some questions here from chat. The chat wants to know where do you get your candy cigarettes? At Amazon? Amazon. I got a gas station right here that has them off Amazon if I get a bunch. How many boxes of candy I cigarettes got, are currently in your house? Football, right now? I got a bunch because I'm in this office so much. <laughs> uh, Dave, chalk combo for pitching on DK for single entry. The chalk combo, I think, is Bad Bum uh, and Syndergaard. Would you agree with that? Yes. So you're probably not going to do that? I, I, I wouldn't even consider playing the two of them together in a single entry tournament. Big T, Chapman or Donaldson? I, I'm not playing Atlanta, so Chapman. I, I, love, I love Chapman, too. I got a twofer for you, Dave. Uh, Mookie and O'Hearn versus Cano and Ozuna for cash. Mookie O'Hearn. Uh, your favorite cheapies, uh, T. Hitters? Yeah. I mean, I like Kansas City. The same teams. All my guys are cheap tonight. Dave, you got Gordon in your Kansas City stack? Yeah. Um, uh, only in a full stack. Like I'm starting obviously Solaire and Dozier. And then I like, I end up with more O'Hearn just because of salary. And um, like Gordon is kind of, if he fits great. Um, if not, I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, thoughts on a Cubs stack. I, it's not something I've considered. We've seen, you know, uh, you know, Keller has blown up in the past, I suppose, but that's not something I've considered. How about yourself, Big T? I think, like I said, when we were talking about Keller, I think the Cubs match up pretty good with with Keller just because they make him work a little bit. They do have a somewhat sneaky team total up to five. I don't completely hate the Cubs. I'm not going to be playing it more than likely because the prices aren't that cheap, except like Zobrist. I I hate Zobrist, but they're fine. I mean, if you want to play them, I don't completely hate it. I would just say it's not nuts because even if Keller pitches great, they can make him work hard enough that it's four or five innings, and that – arguably the worst bullpen right now so I, I do think it's viable Dave you got a new pairing uh, to square off against Mookie and O'Hearn how, how do you feel about Mark Hanna and Dozier for cash still the first one right yeah I would just play the bet side 
Yeah, that's that's our, that's where I'm at as well. How many more musings do you have? Are you finishing out the week? Yep, I'll be uh, and I'm, I'm thinking I'm doing Saturday as well. So we got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, four four more, and then I'm going to sleep. Hibernation. Really time. Yeah. You'll wake up every Sunday to watch the Browns, though. Well, oh, maybe. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Theory. Well, Saturday, you got Auburn too. That's good times as well. Uh, Tony, tell the people where they can find you. Where, where, where have you been? You haven't been on the flagship in a while. I'm going to be on again tomorrow, but Print Factory every week, Twitter. I'll be in the streets. <laughs> Telling you what to do on those showdown slates. I like the showdown oh, shows. Absolutely. Oh. I, I appreciate you watching. I Captain think you were up top with me one day. You were up, you were up top. We were both up there. One of those slates. I, I've done all right. Yeah. Did you They're Captain Gabriel last night? Probably not. I guarantee Dean hates showdowns, cheese. I cheese <laughs> love showdowns. It's I mean, good stuff. Yeah. There's no I'll, I'll way dabble. Dean has played hardly any of these showdowns. Like it's just not Dean's cup of tea. It's, yeah, it's it's I'll dabble, but it's it's just for funsies. So I'm not going to play a lot. But why uh, do you not play it more? Because it's nonsense. It's like a three yard catch. How is it nonsense? There's <laughs> it really such a big not. edge. <laughs> well, if there's an edge, I'm all over it. But I, I guess Jeez, I have to start is there an videos. edge? Do you think there's an edge in these cheese? Yeah, there is. <laughs> I can confirm. <laughs> I guarantee there. If you play, they're all game theory. I can't, I can't argue with the, the Dean. I can't do that. We got to go. I want to argue. I want to have the conversation. Well, I don't want to argue. I just want to have the conversation because I don't really know, to be perfectly honest. Uh, you know much more about that than I do. We got to step aside. We got to get out of here. We got to make way for crunch time, which is uh, Derek Cardi uh, and Kevin Roth. Roth there talking weather. Cardi answering all your baseball related questions. Fun show. Good times. He's cheese. He's tea. I'm Dean. Thanks for watching. We're out of here. Holler. Oh.